today. CNN says it's Trump's fault that they discredited his uh, Wuhan lab leak theory. And also, uh, let's see, an explosion of violent crime after police cuts to the budget. Who would have thought that that could happen? We've got a lot coming up today, and it starts right now. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. We're already having a good time here uh, on set today. I'm joined today by Gear, host of Stu Does America, which you can find on YouTube. You need to subscribe. Also on Blaze TV. Also, you can go to Stu Does Merch to get this yes. wonderful <laughs> shirt that I'm wearing today. That it says it's very fancy, but it does say Nancy Pelosi sucks. It does. It looks it looks like kind of classy yeah. in a way. And yeah. then you realize actually it's saying something very true, but not right. necessarily classy. But well, I do love it. It looks great on you, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Also joined by Amy Robbins, Woo! CEO of uh, Alexo Athletica. Yes. And uh, mommy to be for the second time very soon. Yes. But oh, can't wow. come so. soon enough. But yes. <laughs> yeah, I was right there with you yeah. not too long ago. It's good to see you guys. Uh, all right. Let's get into the headlines of the day. This is one of my favorites today. CNN uh, had uh, Maggie Haberman on from New York Times, and they were discussing this new theory (laughs) that possibly coronavirus could have leaked from the Wuhan lab that, uh, oh, I don't know, we just heard about from Tom Cotton and Donald Trump and uh, his Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, and the, a lot of people, actually, who were not only discredited, but kicked off of social media, banned from social media for spreading such a debunked conspiracy theory. We could not believe that they would do that. Uh, Maggie Haberman, though, has an interesting uh, idea of why President Trump was not believed when he actually said this exact thing that now uh, they are saying could be possible. Listen to Maggie. I do think it's important to remember that part of the issue when this was first being reported on and discussed back a few months after the pandemic had begun was that then President Trump and Mike Pompeo, uh, the uh, Secretary of State, both suggested they had seen evidence that this was formed in a lab and they also suggested it was not released on purpose, but they refused to release the evidence showing what it was. And so because of that, that made this instantly political. I think that it was, you know, example 1000 when the Trump administration learned that when you have burned your own credibility over and over again, people are not immediately going to believe you, especially in an election year. However, that does not mean it's not worth discussing. I mean, look, I'm just saying the uh, wife beater who goes home, (laughs) slaps around his wife a little bit and says, I mean, look, if you would have made me the sandwich the first time, you wouldn't have earned (laughs) The bruises. <laughs> wow. Sounds well, she a lot there. like what that wow, is. She that really, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, look, it's it's not my fault that I didn't, as a journalist, actually look into this mm-hmm. and right. report on it like a journalist should. It's your fault because we don't like you and we didn't want to believe you. I just wish that I had someone in my life that every time I didn't want to take personal responsibility for yeah. something, I could just blame them. It's amazing. And get away with it. I mean, this Trump and climate change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it catches everything. Everything. That's like that's 100% <laughs> when you add up the two of them. I mean, it is a completely insane reason to not look into this, right? Just because we didn't look into it basically because Trump said it. Yeah. And we don't trust Trump. Um, and it is completely nuts. I, but another thing that it is, is completely honest. Like, this is why these things didn't look... It's Trump said it. 
They would not look into mm-hmm. it. They treated it immediately as a lie because it came out of his mouth. Not to mention that, you know, as you mentioned, uh, Pompeo, um, Redfield. Um, this, this was not just Donald Trump right. saying this. And I will say, go back and look at the reporting from, like, for example, Jim Garrity from National Review at, in this period. Lays this all out in detail. And he did excellent reporting among many others. I mean, conservatives were all over this from the beginning. Tom Cotton, you know, as you, as you said, mentioned it as well. And he, you know, he mentioned a bunch of theories when mm-hmm. he said that. Mm-hmm. Some of them didn't wind up being true. It mm-hmm. doesn't look like at least. Uh, but then they just fall back on those. Like there's been this constant effort to vilify people who would question the Chinese communist <laughs> government and their transparency. Well, right. I mean, they're very truthful. Well, yeah. the fact that we can't even go in, I love that she um, admitted that they're stymieing the investigations. Yeah. You know, we can't mm-hmm. even get in there and really find out if this is true. I mean, shocker. You yeah, know. well, which yeah. was kind of, I mean, some of us were paying attention. That's yeah. what we said at the beginning, especially when you saw the numbers that they were reporting of people who were actually uh, dying from this. We're like, that can't possibly be right yeah. when all of these people here in all of these other countries are dying at these unprecedented rates and you guys are reporting like five deaths. Yeah. I don't know if I trust these numbers, but no, you, you got to trust what's coming out of the CCP's mouth. Yeah, and we now know that, you know, uh, Wall Street Journal reported this week that the people in November 2019 from this lab are going to the hospital with mysterious flu-like illnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is, uh, it's surprising, I think, uh, to to the maybe the media um, landscape in in very few ways, right? Like it's 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 what we expect from the media. I guess is what I'm trying to say. On the other hand, here there's a bigger issue than just criticizing the media on this. I want to freaking know what happened. Yeah. You know the fact that it's not just that uh, you know Ch- uh, China hid this. But they're continuing to hide it. They still haven't opened up their files. They mm-hmm. still haven't allowed access to international observers to try to figure out what the hell went mm-hmm. on in there. Mm-hmm. It went on there, and, and it's amazing that like we're sitting here begging for a January sixth commission when we have a situation where millions globally, millions of people have died from this, and the Chinese Communist government is is, is facing no repercussions from yeah. it. I want revenge <laughs> frankly <laughs> yes. i want revenge yes. and i know that sounds petty but it's it's this is no. this is the most disruptive event that has happened in any of our lifetimes maybe outside of a world war this they can't just be like ah you know, we don't think we did it. That's not acceptable. Which, by the way, uh, I would like to just remind everyone, they did at the beginning of this. There were all of these videos that supposedly leaked from China showing people yep. literally falling down in the streets. They were like, they say that they were yeah, dying in the yeah. streets. Whatever happened with that? I don't know. We're I, not getting any answers no, for any of that And, and I don't well. think we're going to ever get no. any answers, especially not for the next four years when you've got a president who is bending over backwards to do everything he can to protect the Chinese government. And, you know, I just don't think you're going to get your answers anytime anytime soon. uh Well, I don't know, because uh, the Health and Human Services Secretary uh, said today that the world, he's urging the World Health Organization to launch a transparent investigation. I'm sure that that's going to happen. Definitely. Uh, They're very, very unbiased. But here's a little of that clip. And we must also do more to understand our current pandemic and look forward toward detecting, preparing, and responding to future biological threats. Phase two of the COVID origin study must be launched with terms of reference that are transparent, science-based, and give international experts the independence to fully assess the source of the virus and the early days of the outbreak. 
And it, it is interesting, um, Stu, I want to go back to what you said, which was like how much time has has elapsed between the start of this and now. And just now we're talking about trying to find the origins of this. I feel like if we would have been less concerned with Orange Man Bad mm-hmm. uh, and, and constantly throwing around the term like debunked. Oh, well, that's been debunked. Well, that theory has been yeah. debunked. Well, that theory has been debunked. And then now all of a sudden the Washington Post tweets out, why the Wuhan lab leak theory is suddenly credible. It's not it's suddenly like, credible. It's not suddenly credible. You've just now decided to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. How much How much time have we wasted listening to your garbage? Yeah, they called it a fringe theory. <laughs> they said it was debunked. They said it was, you know, uh, like a comic book, you know, uh, storyline. I mean, it, it should have been t- taken seriously from the beginning uh, of this. And it wasn't. And, you know, the media can but do... But you know what was? Mm-hmm. Someone ate a bat. Yeah. Oh, no, right. That was taken seriously. That it was, was not. It just maybe leaked from so a lab true. on accident. Possibly. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and the media can do both sides of this, right? Like, Maggie Haberman, she's actually saying something that's true. It shouldn't, she shouldn't be proud of it, though. Yeah. This should be something that should cause self examination, sure. self reflection to go maybe back we and say, have done that. next time. Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe we shouldn't just blow this stuff off. We need to take these things seriously. On the other hand, too, journalists can do, I think, work to make this stuff actually happen. There was a journalist from the New York Times who wrote a piece for Medium. Of course, he's no longer with the Times. I guess now he can write uh, for the Medium. But he wrote for Medium and uh, wrote a, you know, you know, at the top of Medium, they give you how long to read it. It was like 49 yeah. minutes. It's really long. Jeez. They go through all the science of why they think this theory is legitimate. And it, it he comes to the conclusion, not confirmed that it's going to be lab origin, but it looks like the overwhelming amount of circumstantial evidence leads you to believe that's the leading uh, sort of hypothesis. And it's like, that type of thing with with these papers now coming out and saying, wow, it's suddenly credible while it's annoying to us mm-hmm. because we've been talking about it the whole time. It's the only thing that's going to actually potentially get us to real answers because they're never going to listen to us. Mm-hmm. They're never going to say, hey, we think you should take this seriously. We're going to be debunked and we're going to get deplatformed for that. Mm-hmm. But this is so important. I just want the damn answers. Yeah. If this yeah. actually happened, if they actually screwed this up and released this thing, which I currently believe, you know, gun to my head, I would believe I would say, yes, they yeah. did. Yeah. That is an international disgrace mm-hmm. to proportions I cannot describe, yeah. and they must pay a penalty for it. Well, I do think it's interesting, though, what the media is already doing to set up a softer punishment, potentially, mm. for China if it is found to have come from a Wuhan lab, because not only, no, 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 this is not biological warfare, this is not anything that right. they purposely did, this was an accident. Right, it could, it could There's no it way to, you know, so right. you, you're already seeing them set this up as if they have information or, mm-hmm. or if they were to look into this a little bit further and we were to find that it does come from a lab, it is completely an accident and we really can't be that harsh on them <laughs> right. because of that. You know, and there's a plausible version of the story where it really was an accident and they really were trying to do good work and, and it, it, it slipped out, but... When you are involved in something where your intent is pure and you're not trying to hide anything, you don't you don't run interference yeah. for the international yeah. community for a year and hide everything you know about the case. Mm-hmm. You know, that is like it's incomprehensible that they continue to do this when the stakes have been this high. We all can understand, you know, maybe even very early, maybe like, you know, they're panicking, you know, there's all sorts of chaos. You can understand that. They, if we if we are to believe them, have left COVID behind for the last nine months. At any point, can we, I don't know, maybe help out the rest of the world, considering you may have unleashed this on everybody? <laughs> right. I, it is a, a complete disgrace. And there seems to be this passion to do exactly what you're talking about. Just say, hey, 
And now look, uh, let's just sweep this under the rug. Like, yeah, it was a little misunderstanding and a couple you know, hundred thousand Oops. people died here and a couple hundred thousand people died here. That's not okay. There's, something has to be done about this. Mm-hmm. Not just because communism is bad and they deserve to be punished for what they do. The same way that the Soviet Union should have been punished for Chernobyl. They didn't tell mm-hmm. the truth. But beyond that, uh, it needs to make, we need to make sure this doesn't happen again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. China's just, you know, they probably have thousands of labs mm-hmm. that are around the country doing all sorts of who knows what. <laughs> and we better stop it. I mean, I guess my question, though, is how do we how do we hold them accountable? Because we've got the uh, Health and Human Services Secretary himself saying, oh, well, the World Health Organization needs to launch a transparent investigation. And I can't help call me crazy, but I can't help but think that a World Health Organization uh, investigation would not lead to any wrongdoing on China's part, considering they're just in China's back pocket. Right. I mean, don't we give them a pass that they don't pay hardly any percentage into the World Health Organization as compared to like what the United States pays into it? So I can't imagine them pushing any harder, making China pay for... I mean, they ran they- interference for them at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. like right. none other. Mm-hmm. So wow. they, they would basically be admitting fault if they came back and said, oh, by the way, all of these right. things were not true. We said them anyway. Yeah. I mean, they would be admitting fault, which what I don't I, think they're going to do. No. What I want, Sarah... Is, is, is I want legitimate punishment for all the movie theater experiences I've missed over the past year. I want that. But realistically, what I think our best case scenario here is eventually we get a report that acknowledges it's true, but it's old news. We've already been right. talking about that. Everyone knew about that. Yeah, right. But at least we would have some insight in it. I mean, I really do think that the most important thing here is to actually find out what happened. Mm-hmm. Because, it, you know, as bad as it's been over the past year, there's no way to predict the next one might be five or ten times sure. as deadly, yeah. right? Like, this was already bad enough. You get something that, that has the death rate of a MERS. Uh, we, this is a totally different world. We're talking about, you know, Outbreak the movie. And that type of stuff is possible if this mm-hmm. does not get corrected. Yeah. We, 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 you know, they're doing these this research in facilities that are... Literally, the, the, the safety requirements for the facilities they really to do this in was uh, gloves... Um, you know, the, the lab coats and signs that say biological hazard. That is not enough <laughs> to uh, keep Jeez. a pandemic in, guys. Maybe we up the security for some of this. Not even goggles. Not, no, goggles no breathing apparatus. <laughs> nothing. nothing. Yeah. Uh, all right. We've got more to come. But uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So in case you guys have not heard about home title theft, uh, it's this lovely little crime where cyber thieves take you off of your home's title. Uh, they forge your signature and then refile as the new owner. And then all of your retirement nest eggs that you may be saving with the equity in your home, it can be just vanish like that. All right, so you've got to hear about Home Title Lock. They can prevent that. Unlike... A, if you're enrolled in like a common identity theft program, uh, a, a banking program that you may think, oh, I'm already covered in case something like this happens to me. You're not. Those things don't cover you, but Home Title Lock does. They will put a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage. And the moment that they detect anyone tampering with it, they will shut it down. Now, here's the deal. You are not going to know if you are already a victim until, A, it's too late uh, and they've already done the deed, or... You go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to find out. Then, if you are, you can sign up for 30 free days of protection. Uh, it is HomeTitleLock.com. you got to use the promo code RADIO for that 30 free days of protection. It is HomeTitleLock.com, promo code RADIO. A 
elected leaders in places like Minneapolis, New York City, and L.A. are now... This is great. They're now pushing to increase funding to police departments after all of those months of budget cuts and uh, defund the police and uh, all of that. That Well, so sh- I, you guys hold on to your pearls. OK, I'm, I'm going to tell you something that's going to shock you. Mm. It turns out that when you defund the police, there is a spike in violent crime. Which is what these mm. cities have been seeing. Are you? Are you? Well, why sure? would are you those be shocked? connected? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> no, you don't. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Very so, uh, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Frey. He said uh, at a news conference, "The violence needs to stop. It's unacceptable. People deserve to feel safe in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They deserve to be able to send their kids out to the sidewalk and to rec- uh, to recreate without bullets flying by. It's unacceptable. We should be holding these perpetrators accountable. I don't know who he expects to hold them accountable. Um, I maybe social work." I don't know. Maybe we could tweet at them. Oh, that's tweet a, tweet uh-huh. negative thoughts. Maybe yep. a couple hashtags. That yep. is a great point. Yeah. And then they'll probably stop. Yeah. Actually, I heard if the mayor of their city just does a news conference and says, please stop shooting each yeah. other, mm. that they're like, oh, oh, you want well, us to stop. We haven't given the social oh. programs time to work that's, yet. That's a great point. Is really what it that's is. Probably. That's mm-hmm. a great point. Uh, incredible footage coming today from George Floyd Square in Minneapolis. This is a reporter. You could not make this up. If you could not like write us a movie this well, if you tried, a reporter is in the middle of talking about police reform, reporting from George Floyd Square. And there appear to be uh, gunshots just all of a sudden, randomly as in the middle of the report. Watch this bill of comprehensive police reform uh, to be uh, just got to be careful here with some gunshots. Excuse us. us. He's so calm. (laughs) Professional. I can't believe it. It sounds like gunshots. I'll let you know what this is. These seem to be gunshots. What is happening? This is insane. Insane. Really incredible. And this guy just backs up down the, mm-hmm. the road and then slowly he's going to crash right into the camera. Yeah, it does look like it. And that cameraman does not move to his credit. Well, he may have left the camera. He may have run away. Oh, no, he's still, he's there still he turning is. it. Yeah. Incredible. Wow. I think it's important to point out, too, I'm not seeing anyone pull out their own sidearm to mm-hmm. go and protect themselves or well, to stop this problem. They probably don't have, uh, you know, uh, comfortable clothing that could hold a, t- a weapon. They probably, they, <laughs> I don't think that exists. Can, it doesn't exist. If, if something like that existed, they should, yeah. it would be great, but it, it just doesn't. I should get on that. I should start working on that. Um, yeah. You know, well, and that's the irony of all ironies in a lot of these cities that are seeing these spikes in violent crime. Most of them have very, very strict gun laws that prohibit. They say they want these people to feel safe. I feel safe because I can take care of myself, whether they defund the police or not, I can take care of myself. But there's a lot of these people that live in Los Angeles, New York. I don't know where this was taking place. So this mayor, was it Detroit? Oh, it was Minneapolis. Oh, is it, um, okay. So, you know, I don't know the concealed carry laws there, but like my guess is that they probably have some stricter laws that really prohibit people from going and getting any type of firearm that's going to help them protect themselves. So you're literally left like defenseless on the streets when you start hearing 30 rounds go off. Um, I, that sounds like an AR, but I have no idea what firearm that was that 
was just being shot at random. Yeah, uh, the reporter followed up with a tweet. George Floyd Square, this is Philip Crowther, by the way. George Floyd Square, very quiet again now, but a fellow reporter just had her phone smashed because she took photos of a storefront hit by a bullet. Um, this It feels very similar to the mostly peaceful protests. It's like, yeah. George Floyd Square, it's very quiet again now. Yeah. I mean, if you take away the 30 gunshots that we just heard and the fact that a reporter is getting her phone smashed for taking pictures of the evidence, yeah. it's very, very quiet. You know, I, I just can't help myself but think we're literally watching a play right out of the Marxist playbook mm. right before our very eyes. I want to read... Really, really quick. This is from the Party of Socialism and Liberation. Mm. This says, the Party of Socialism and Liberation stands for the overthrow, dismantling, and complete replacement of the core institutions of the capitalist state, which are the special bodies of armed men, namely the police, prisons, military, and court. This core of the capitalist state cannot be reformed into a neutral body. It must be abolished by means of revolution. Mm -hmm. So... How many times have we been saying this since the beginning of the BLM uprising? We know that the leaders of that, or the organization itself, are professed Marxist. Mm -hmm. This is their end goal. So it's not about your safety. They literally don't care about people staying safe on the streets and kids playing on the sidewalk. They want to see a complete dismantling of our current state and it's going to happen through revolution. And that's literally what we're seeing playing out right now on these streets. And it's it's scary. Yeah. By the way, they uh, speaking of things they don't care about, uh, black lives they don't care about as well. I mean. Which is weird because their name is Black Lives Matter, but uh, black lives don't care about don't care about the black businesses that they are destroying. Uh, you know, I think they said this storefront that uh, had bullets yeah. going through the windows don't care about any of that. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the journalism part of this is really interesting, too, and that journalism journalists usually get pissed off when. You know, if the Trump administration won't give them a fact that they want, they get really pissed off. They don't get pissed off when p these protesters take their stuff, smash their cameras, threaten their lives over and over and mm -hmm. over again. That never seems to bother them. The AP is in Israel, is in uh, the Palestinian territories, and the Hamas is coming in and harassing them. They won't even tell tell mm -hmm. the story. Mm -hmm. It really is fascinating. Mm -hmm. They don't. They, that line for them does not seem to go anywhere. And, you know, this this idea of protecting black lives is, is just not what they're trying to do. You know, oh. I, uh, uh, Jason Riley is a, a African-American journalist, uh, um, and he was on Econ Talk, the podcast this week. And he was talking about I think, can't remember which city it was. I want to say it was Chicago, but I could be wrong. And he said something like it was like 495 murders of black mm -hmm. men happened um, in, in the, the most recent year available. Three of the deaths happened at the hand of police. So if you really care yep. about black lives, which one are you going to target? Look, we would like those three to be alive, right? I don't know. I mean, the circumstances are, are oftentimes very justified for the police, but even the police would tell you would they'd love it to go down a different way. Mm -hmm. However, if you really care about minimizing black people dying, maybe focus on the other 492. There's a lot of low-hanging fruit there. You might be able to knock out 30 or 40 of them without even thinking about it, right? It might be really easy to do that. Maybe it's just keeping a criminal who's already committed a crime in prison yeah. would help lower those numbers. But that it really is not about saving black well, lives. Well, obviously, they're not even hiding it. Their playbook is... 
literally on the internet where you can Google and see why do they want to dismantle <laughs> the police and they will line by line break down exactly what their intentions are, exactly what they're doing. Never once in this entire article was anything mentioned about protecting anyone's lives, much less black lives. Mm -hmm. It's literally talking about step by step how to dismantle the capitalist state and all the institutions that we have already set up in this country that keep us safe, that protect us. So anyone who does not take the time to figure out like really what is actually going on, you're just deceiving yourself. Yeah, you know, that's a really interesting point, too, because there, there's this thing that they do, the media does all the time, which is it, they read into what conservatives say. And they will do the opposite with the left. Like, for example, how many times did Donald Trump say, you know, he, he denounced white supremacism? Right. A thousand? Right. Yeah. Uh, right? Never. never. You, yeah. you listen to CNN. <laughs> right. In the famous speech, right, uh, both people, good people on both sides. Yeah. He says, now, obviously, we're not talking about white supremacists here. I mean, like, right. he's very clear, and, but they read into it and they say, well, he's not saying what he yep. really yep. means. Yep. Then when, when Black Lives Matter gets launched, we look at their website, which says they want to dismantle the yep. nuclear family and destroy capitalism and all these things. Things, and we're not allowed to take them at their word. We can't even take the words they put on the website. So it's like a cheap tactic for us to look at their reasoning for doing these things. Yeah. You can't bring up that they're trained communists. That's ridiculous. Wow. Trained Marxists. That's ridiculous. You guys are doing cheap. That's a cheap tactic. It's like that's not a cheap tactic. And they do the exact opposite when it mm -hmm. comes to mm -hmm. a Republican. It's always reading in. It's always they mean they really want to say they're racist, but they can't quite do it. You know, the left doesn't have any problem saying they're socialist. We're just not allowed to believe them. And that is a really <laughs> weird standard. Well, uh, I just have to say before we have to go to break, Stu, you're very wrong about uh, the about them not wanting to save black lives because oh, really? yeah, well, yeah, because there's a lot of murders that are happening in Chicago, uh, particularly black on black crime. And Lori Lightfoot cares so much that she is making sure to only grant the anniversary <laughs> of her, you know, of all of her stuff, uh, only grant her interviews to to people of color. Yes, so, that's an important, important step. I just wanted to correct you there, okay, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people dying, and she's like, I'm going to do something finally about this mm -hmm. and make sure that I only talk to black and brown reporters. So take that people who are killing each other in the streets. You have to believe at least some of the other reporters were like, eh, I don't really want to talk to her anyway. <laughs> like, well, I'm off the hook now. I can go home early. All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. It's funny because uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about you, Amy. So I was on my way to the studio and Amy was already here and she texted me and she was like, do you have any of those birthday cake uh, Built Bars yet? Because I really want to try them. And I was like, uh, no, but I really want to try them too. And I am dying for them to come into my mailbox because they look so good and Amy, I've gotten Amy on the Bilt Bar train. I am so like a full-on believer. <laughs> I did not, like, I do not like protein bars, yeah. and those are so good. Yeah. It's like candy. It's like a treat during the day, so. And she's pregnant, so you know how those pregnancy cravings go. You're like, I need something that tastes delicious. <laughs> and I want the birthday and cake it, ones. <laughs> yes, and it feels like it's bad for me, but it's not. It's high in protein. Uh, it's high in fiber. It's low in calories and carbs. So you're going to feel like you're cheating on your diet, uh, but you're not. It's not going to expand your waistline. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. Some of them are white chocolate. Some of them are regular chocolate. They've got a ton of different flavors. Uh, we were just, I just passed on some cookie dough ones. Those are delicious. Uh, the coconut ones are delicious as well. If you enjoy coconut, it's like you're eating a mounds. But healthy for you. you got to go to BuiltBar.com. It's B-U-I-L-T Bar.com. Use promo code NEWS15. You'll save 15% off of your order only at Built Bar, B-U-I-L-T Bar.com, promo code NEWS15.
Uh, constitutional carry is headed to Governor Greg Abbott's desk to Woo-hoo. sign it passed through the <laughs> Texas House and the Senate. Luckily, we have our constitutional carry and all things carry expert here with us, Amy, <laughs> uh, to talk to us about it. I know that there are a lot of people. I know there's a lot of confusion about what constitutional carry is. Right. Um, Amy, what would you what would you tell people, even maybe Republicans who are concerned that constitutional carry is going to lead to a bunch of, you know, uh, criminals getting more guns on the streets? Well, I would She's like, say well, that you're done, uh, first of all. <laughs> criminals already have guns. What? Criminals what? are already carrying guns. I legitimately read this as I, one of they're like, well, 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 but more people are going to get access right. to guns and and murder others. I'm like, I, I think if they're murdering people, they're already going to murder. <laughs> but they're already, they're already breaking the law. They're, they're already carrying without a permit. Carry. I mean, you know, look, constitutional carry simply recognizes our right that's already to me in the Second Amendment. And yes. it's saying, like, look, you don't need the government to tell you you have to go get a permit. You have to spend all this money, all this time, all this training. Now, I am a huge advocate yes. for training and being a safe, responsible gun owner if you are going to carry a firearm on your body. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Mm-hmm. Most of the people that I know that want to carry a gun every day, and they've, they've taken this lifestyle very serious, they've already gone and taken the training. I don't mm-hmm. know a single person that's sitting know. around twiddling their thumbs, waiting on constitutional carry to pass. They can be like, woohoo, here I go. I'm going to go carry a firearm <laughs> yeah. now. I mean, namely because, really, if you if you think about it, you need to know how the gun works for your own safety. Right. It's not even like I, I'm just just saying like the, the selfish people. Let's take the selfish people that maybe they don't care about your safety, the other people's safety. But like if they're getting the gun, they need to make sure they don't kill themselves with it. Right. So exactly. Like, well, and they're uh, going to want to know how it works. The people that I know that carry a firearm are some of the most responsible gun yeah. owners I've ever met in my entire life. They are taking the training to know that they're responsible for every bullet that leaves that firearm if they ever find themselves in a self-defense situation. They know how their firearm operates. They know how to carry it on their body. They're very conscious of it all day long. When it's on their body, they know where it is at all times. I mean, they're they're just very, very safety conscious. And so, no, I don't see this increasing crime because, let's face it, too— if more criminals that were shooting at innocent people were faced on the other end with a firearm, say someone walks into a supermarket and just think, the more moms that drop the avocado and pull out a Glock to drop a mass shooter mm-hmm. might give some criminals a second thought when they want to go and commit a mass murder. So I see this being a good thing um, just because it's going to reduce barriers of entry for people carrying a firearm. But I do advocate for safety and training if you are going to carry that firearm. And, and let me just add to this, Stu, before I get your thoughts. Uh, this bill does include language that prohibits permitless carry for people convicted of certain misdemeanors mm-hmm. in the past five years and increased penalties for felons who illegally carry a gun. Uh, also requires the Texas Department of Public Safety to develop a free online course on firearm safety and training. So this isn't like, oh my gosh, no background checks. Right. Everyone can go, felons can go get guns. No. Criminals can go get guns. You're not ba- you're not bypassing the FFL process right. to purchase a firearm right. in the first place. Right. If you're a law-abiding citizen, if you're a criminal, you're probably not going through the FFL process anyways, and you're illegally possessing a That's... gun anyways. What? 
I know. Yeah. I know. Shocking. Criminals gun a criminal? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like this is a legitimate concern, right? You, your mm-hmm. concern would be with illegal guns, and one of the big steps there would be to shut down the border and all the traffic coming over the border. Oh. You can't really do anything about illegal guns and criminals yeah. using them if you don't ha- if you have guns constantly coming over the border to supply mm-hmm. a black market. Um, but the, the bottom line here is that constitutional carry is the only legal strategy. It's the only way you can do this. There is no other option. Now, the courts so far have not agreed with that analysis, but I believe it's true. You know, constitutional carry is you, you can't it shall not be infringed is about the, the straightest sentence you're ever going to hear. And it's very clear. There's all sorts of restrictions on guns that are unconstitutional, in my view. The, 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 the even good decisions that we would consider good decisions like Heller had all sorts of bizarre restrictions mm-hmm. in there. Circuitous nonsense that makes it honestly is begging for the left to start just banning brand new firearms because if they're not commonly used they can ban them well that's an insane standard obviously then there's no way to in- introduce a new weapon mm-hmm. into into uh, you know into the the population bottom line here though is that these restrictions are i don't think increasing crime is 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 really a concern a lot of times the left will say well you know what's going to happen then uh black people are going to get guns and you're not going to like that are you Yes, uh, I will. Yeah, we I will, will be, actually. I will be thrilled to see. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, that it's not just some, uh, you know, white militia group uh, <laughs> with guns. I want everyone to have them because you, sh- you have the right to defend yourself. It's your mm-hmm. constitutional right. And this is just, as you pointed out, just codifying reality. Mm-hmm. The reality is you already, you know, even if you're listening to me in New York, if you're listening to me in Maryland, you have constitutional carry too. It's just a matter of time until the, the courts sure. actually agree with that. Well, and, and honestly, like lower socioeconomic groups of people are going to benefit from this yes. because the training is very expensive. Yes. The licensing process is very expensive. The time that it takes in Texas, it's not too bad, about four to six hours for the course. But if you're working all the time, like you might not have time to go and do that. And if you find yourself in a situation where you need that firearm at that moment, you don't have the time to go through the licensing process. This is actually helping everybody Mm -hmm. and so i i only see it as a good thing but i also see it um we're seeing the rise of constitutional carry across the united states but also the rise in second amendment sanctuary states yeah and i love this because we're finally starting to see people stand up to the federal government and say look you know what while two a sanctuary states may be very symbolic in nature it's still sending a big message to the federal government that we have large populations of people that still care about the constitution still care about their second amendment and we're actually going to do something about it and stand up and fight for this right and that's on both sides of the aisle Mm -hmm. you know we're not just seeing i'm not just seeing republicans in support of constitutional care i have a lot of friends that are Democrats or don't even vote at all. They're like, yeah, I like this idea because I've seen what's going on across our country and I want to be able to carry a firearm. Yeah. Stu, last word. You might be able to constitutionally come up with ways to encourage people to uh, train Right, like you might be able to come up right. with a program that would, like, let's try to say, for example, make it free. Mm-hmm. You know, anyone who had a well, firearm. like this, I think this Texas DPS. I can't believe they haven't mm-hmm. done that already. I know a free <laughs> online. I know I read it. Uh-huh. I'm like a free, free online safety course. Why did we not already right. have right. that? I think you could do things like that, yeah. right? But what you can't do is is infringe on people's right to own a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a right to own it. Honestly, whether it increases crime or not, they have right. a right to to own it. I don't think it will uh, increase crime, but like. We have a process in this country. The Constitution says you have a right to do it. Mm -hmm. So therefore you do. 
uh, it doesn't all this other stuff of whether it's going to have good results or not are, is a side issue that might make you decide whether you want to amend the Constitution in the future. Mm-hmm. However, with the Constitution the way it is, it makes no difference. Constitutional carry is the only kind of carry. So are you, hold on, just to wrap this up before we go to break, are you saying that shall not be infringed actually means shall not be infringed? Is that- That's kind of where I'm going. Really? Yeah, I think these <laughs> words in this document should mean something, huh. and maybe we should take them seriously from huh. time to time. It's a crazy <laughs> idea. we got more to come back in a minute. You act as if it's very clear. I feel like it is. WWE star turned actor John Cena was bashed online today after he posted a video to Chinese social media uh, network Cena Weibo apologizing to the Chinese people for referring to Taiwan as a country. By the way, he did deliver this message in this video in Mandarin, which is the official language of China. This is incredible to see. Uh, let's let's just it is in Mandarin. So, oh, unless you speak Mandarin, you're not going to understand it. But let's watch a little clip, and then I will uh, I will transcribe it for you. Watch. Wait, hold on. You just cut it off right in the middle. (laughs) How was I supposed to know what he said? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, So he says, hello, China. This is John Cena. I did many, many interviews for Fast and Furious 9. In one of the interviews, I made a mistake. I love and respect China and Chinese people. I'm very, very sorry for the mistake. Sorry, sorry, I'm very sorry. You must understand, I love and respect China and Chinese people. Sorry, goodbye. Um, I guess my first question, um, especially in light of all of the, you know, the first segment of the show when we talked about the CCP and all of that, my first question, I think, um, is a very, very important one, which is how can someone so big and brawny actually in reality be such a little bitch <laughs> <laughs> uh you know i would say you got to say that to his face but i know you actually would I really, <laughs> you actually totally would, would which i love about you um you know it's, it just shows how china just has us it's incredible I mean, especially the entire movie yeah, industry Hollywood by, by the, the balls. balls they really yeah. do i mean this is pathetic yeah. in every single way taiwan is a country that's what it is it's a freaking country uh the fact that china wants to deny that and and not uh, allow them to have freedom um, is just is something that we should not show one ounce of respect for, let alone uh, apologizing to the communists in China about it. Uh, but as we saw with LeBron James uh, earlier and, and the whole situation with the Houston Rockets, uh, they China holds a giant con- amount of control over the purse strings of these companies. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, this is... This is, uh, uh, you know, they've got. He's got Fast and Furious Nine coming uh-huh. out, which costs six trillion dollars to make, and they had to I make. I can't like, believe they're still making them. I can't believe they're still making them. They get more and more ridiculous every single time. <laughs> it's the most insane thing I've ever seen. Um, but they know they're going to make massive amounts of money from China, and if they, if he doesn't come out and apologize, he's probably looking at millions of dollars out of his own pocket and hundreds of millions of dollars out of the movie company's pockets, uh-huh. and they probably told him yep. he had to do it. Uh, they probably demanded it, yep. and uh, again. 
the little bitch description fits pretty well <laughs> when someone tells you you have to do something and you do it even though you know it's wrong because anyone who can speak Chinese like that knows what the situation is. Yep. This is not a guy he's not like LeBron James is an idiot. Any person walked up to him tell him to say anything he'd probably say it. He's a complete moron. That's not the truth with John Cena. He's he's he knows what's going on here. He's just choosing uh, to be a little bitch as you say. I I don't I want to get your thoughts Amy but you just reminded me of when a LeBron James was asked about, he was reading the Malcolm X book, and he was asked about it, <laughs> what his favorite part was, and he just was like, totally BS the entire thing. Because <laughs> you could totally tell he had not read anything right. but maybe like the back. He got the wrong of, Wikipedia yeah. description yeah, he like, on it. He, yeah. was a, he was a very powerful guy, guy. and stuff. Guy. Yeah. Well, he fakes that like he fakes getting hit on the court every single time he plays. <laughs> yeah. That's LeBron James. Exactly. A fraud. Amy. I mean, look, the capitalist in me wants to say... <laughs> I get it. Right, right. I mean, no, I think, like, yeah. I understand. Hey, you, if you're that's an, your priority, money over yes. human rights abuses. You're you're an that's actor. Your right. That's your job. You sure. you did some interviews. Like, I I don't really know if I'm like super offended by by what he did and what mm-hmm. he said because like I I get it. I think. I don't think we're fooling ourselves if we think that Johnson is ever going to be like an American first policy or like put America yeah. first by any means, and so. I don't know. Like, like I look at it, and I'm like, okay, you, you probably, I don't, you say he knows what's going on in China. I don't know if he really does. <laughs> I, I have no idea, uh, like, where he stands, but he's an actor. He's not a politician. Uh, you know, I think he stands to lose, like you said, millions of dollars. And so, okay, like, I get it. You're an actor. That is your job. You don't want to lose your job, like, later on. But, you know, maybe maybe have some morals or maybe have well, some like the yeah. some standards here. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't think he does. So I don't know why I'm trying to hold him to a, a different standard than no, I think anybody that's, else. Uh, that's it's it's fair. I mean, I, I think that you could probably there's a middle ground there of not continuing to go on every Chinese television station and saying uh, how, I love I heart Taiwan and this <laughs> right. This is a hostage video. It's a pathetic yeah. sign of weakness, which really is frustrating. Is but, he Chinese? Like, is he? I don't. What, he speaks. He, he seems to speak it pretty. Well, very fluid, so I was like, well, maybe he loves it because that's like his his origin and that's where his family's from. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know either. But I, I, I mean, I think the difference between Cena here and and why I brought up LeBron James mm-hmm. is because it's the it's the combination of saying, oh, I'm so sorry, China. I didn't mean to. Uh, I didn't mean yep. to yep. upset the guards at your death camps. Yep. And and also like, oh, George Floyd, and also like America's terrible. Now I've never seen John Cena do that side of it. So it's, yeah. to me, it is less offensive. I think it's just like. It's it's a, it's just such a sign of the times, and that this gi- this big yeah. giant American yeah. superhero yeah. is sitting here apologizing to China. I'm sorry, just, but sorry. do we? Very sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. 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 But do we sorry. keep wanting to see things that we know we're never going to see from people in Hollywood? Yeah. I mean, like that's I mean, where I, I, you can hold out hope. You can like hope well, that they my- finally <laughs> stand up for human rights. I'd love for that to happen. Yeah. I don't expect it, that's but it'd be great. Easy too. It used to be like we would just say like, look, I I cannot stand up for what they're doing in China right now. You right. know, but I understand there's differences mm-hmm. in culture you know I mean, even mark ruffalo came out yeah, today and finally. said like hey this isn't it's not genocide in israel right. i mean it's possible right but i i do agree like we tend to elevate these guys this one's just so symbolic i think because yeah. he you know he really does look like a superhero and mm-hmm. he's in a and this is like you know fast and furious as much as it is an international property it has so much american built into it with the big yeah. dumb meathead actors everywhere <laughs> yeah. and it's like i just it, to see us apologize it just shows it, it shows our Weakness. posture to the yeah. world these yeah. days yeah, that's true. Sure. all right we got to take a break back in a minute. 
I also love the uh, the top comment on the video apparently was please that was funny. All right, don't forget uh, two things. Number one is to make sure to go to uh, StewDoesMerch.com. Yes. <laughs> and I love to get this show. Your, yes, to get your hands on the Nancy Pelosi sucks <laughs> shirt. Uh, but again, it's, it's cute. It's classy. It people, is. You did t- it, c- it catches people off guard. You walk in the grocery store with it, and they're like... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and then they either love you or hate you. Yes, so it's great. It is. So uh, you instantly know where you stand. We've with got people. those. That we got the mugs and the pens all in stock right now. The pens go in and out of stock all the time. So oh, perfect. If you want an Nancy Pelosi sucks pen, make sure you go to studiosmerch.com. You got to go you. swipe them up while they last. <laughs> uh, also, don't forget to uh, go to wherever you get your audio podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. Uh, you may see your review if you say something nice enough. You may see it read live on air like the one today from SL5686 who says, I watch Listen every day while I make dinner for my little family. We live in a very woke part of Washington state and it's rare to hear rational, sane commentary on the happenings in today's cray-cray world, even within my church body. I enjoy watching on YouTube so I can see your happy faces and joy despite the world burning around us. Thank you for doing what you do. God bless. I appreciate that because that is, we try to be like, laugh so you don't cry. Yes. That's, yes. What we're here, that's what we're here to do. <laughs> so thank you very much for watching and thanks guys for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.